Why is this year different from all other years? The coronavirus. While you may not be able to physically gather around the Seder table this Passover, at least you won't have to scramble for a Haggadah. The Wandering is Over Haggadah from JewishBoston.com is available now as a free download, whether you're celebrating virtually with family or planning a Seder for one. Our Haggadah is available in two formats, a colorful PDF and a printer-friendly Word document that you can easily customize. Next year, in person. Until then, visit JewishBoston.com slash Haggadah. Shalom and welcome to the Vibe of the Tribe podcast from JewishBoston.com. I'm Dan Seligson and I'm joined by my co-host, Ashley Jacobs. What's up, Ashley? Hey, Dan. Not much. Just, you know, staying at home like everyone else. What's up with you? You know, Ashley, that's a great idea. I am in my bedroom studio, spare bedroom studio, and this is the second episode that we're releasing during social distancing amid the coronavirus pandemic. It's an understatement to say that things were a lot different when we recorded this a few months ago. For example, we had six people in one room, one studio, including three Boston area teens who shared their experience with Kids for Peace, an interfaith youth leadership program that builds bridges between communities. It really is an amazing organization. Kids for Peace has chapters in Boston, Jerusalem, and other cities. Through year-round programming, it educates, trains, and inspires inspires Christian, Jewish, and Muslim teens to become interfaith peace leaders. Together, they learn from each other, from the basics of their religions to their day-to-day life. They inspire each other, building leadership skills together and putting those skills into action for causes that matter to them. During this period of social distancing, Kids for Peace is continuing to train and connect their teens virtually because taking action can't stop. Check out their website and Facebook page, which will be linked in our show notes. While no one can predict the state of the world in a few months, I do know that right now it feels great to share something positive and uplifting. We are excited to share their enthusiasm and to be inspired by these three teens. Before we hear from them, Kids for Peace Executive Director Cindy Wayne will introduce the program. All right, so let me start with you, Cindy. Can you just tell us a little bit about Kids for Peace, how it started, and a little bit about the impact? Sure. So Kids for Peace Boston is an interfaith youth leadership organization, and we bring together a very diverse group of Jewish, Christian, and Muslim teens in the 7th through 12th grade from all over the greater Boston area. And through our school year and our summer programs, our participants gain the relationships, the knowledge and the skills that they need to become ambassadors for peace and justice in their communities. They not only learn leadership skills in Kids for Peace Boston programs, but they get to use them and promote interfaith understanding, advocate for issues that they care about to make our world a better place for all, and to take action for coexistence. 
I think at the core of our organization is the belief that youth can and must change our world and that faith can be used as a bridge that we build relationships with rather than dividing people apart. So Kids for Peace as an organization began in Jerusalem almost 20 years ago. And the concept was the same as it is in Boston, bringing together Muslim, Christian, and Jewish Israelis and Palestinians who never had the opportunity to meet each other to come together, build relationships, which is the foundation of any peacebuilding work. And since that time, Kids for Peace spread into the United States as well. And the Boston chapter, although we're an independent nonprofit organization separate from the rest of Kids for Peace, um, we partner with Kids for Peace chapters in other cities for summer programs like um, some of the programs that our youth will talk about um, in the podcast. And uh, we partner with another organization called Jerusalem Peace Builders that also works with Israelis and Palestinians and then brings them to the United States for summer programs. So in high school, some of our youth who choose to go on these summer programs have that opportunity to get a global perspective on peace building because they will go to programs with Israeli and Palestinian peers and do the same kind of peace building and leadership skill training activities together. So it's a very, um, it, it's a way to kind of uh, put their, their peace building skills into action in a different context. And I think today you'll hear about the impact from the three participants that we uh, have speaking with you. All right, so we are joined today by Shalev Reynad, Isabel, who are three teen peer leaders from Kids for Peace Boston. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to talk to you. Thank you for having us. So going around the table, could you each introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your Kids for Peace Boston experience and what made you want to be part of the Peace Leader Program? My name is Isabel, and just to let you guys know, I'm Catholic, so I'm Christian. So I first heard about the Kids for Peace Boston just from my mom, who found it on this like cool website, and she's like, oh, this is, seems interesting. I made you want like mommy part of like, this program because it felt really great to like learn about leadership skills, but also be with people that I know normally don't really see every day because I go since I go to a Christian school, I don't really talk to kids that are Jewish or Muslim every single day, rarely. So it was a great experience to be able to have both on those on both sides to connect with kids that um, I don't really talk to every day and kids that and also learn leadership skills with them. Fantastic. Okay, so um, hi, my name is Raynad. Um, I'm Muslim and I'm 16 years old and I've been in this program since I was in sixth grade. Um, I heard about this program because my brother was actually in the first year of Kids for Peace Boston um, and I was like eight. So I, I really don't remember that time <laughs> in my life that much. But um, I, I think my mom found out about it when she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea, to be completely honest. But I would meet some of the youth that my brother got to meet from Jerusalem and from Boston as well. And I just saw how much fun he was always having and how like how strong the connections were that he made with those people. And I was just like an eight-year-old kid that was just like, that looks so cool. So as soon as, as, soon as I was old enough, I just joined because I was like, that I've been wanting to do this for as long as I remember. That's incredible. Runs in the family. That's great. So my name is Shalev. I'm in eighth grade. And um, I, 
I'm Jewish. My mom, so my, how I found Kids for Peace is my mom had family friends who participated in Kids for Peace for years. And um, we had, and uh, I know Gabriel, who's in ninth grade now, he was at my school. I decided that I would enjoy going to the first meeting. Um, so I went to the first meeting and I really liked it. So I go, since I go to a Jewish school, um, I don't get to engage in that in kids with from different faiths and meet kids with different perspectives. So I think it's really cool to learn and see that new perspective. So you all kind of came from different places and from different traditions. Mm -hmm. What makes this program to each of you important now? And why do you choose to spend your time doing this? And I know you have a lot of different things that you could be doing as teens. I think that there's like a lot of discrimination and misunderstanding in the world right now. And I think that, well, first of all, I enjoy making new friends and it feels really good to participate and know that I'm making a difference and bring about new ways of communicating and understanding each other. Um, and I just think that our new generation is changing the world and the way we relate to it. And I just think it's really important. Um, Gandhi said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And I think that's like spot on. Like we're, we are the new generation and it's really important that we're making the change. I'm really thrilled to hear that from someone in eighth grade, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a nine-year-old and I really hope in eighth grade she says something like that, I will tear up. So the program is important to me because I'm able to continue to develop my leadership skills and also be passionate about um, ideas and like topics in the world that might, that I might not be able to speak about like at school or to, like, to my family or something like that. And it's interesting because um, the other kids there are also passionate about these topics too. So it's not like I'm just sitting there and I'm the one who's blabbing my face off of news that I've read or like this important opinion I have about this type of subject. I think it's interesting just because I like developing my leadership skills too. Like later on, we'll probably talk about um, lobbying and stuff like that. And I really enjoy like knowing that my voice is going to be heard to my representative and to, or to my senator and that they're going to know that that my opinion should matter to them. Um, yeah, I completely agree with everything they said so far. And I think additionally, this program, like the main focus of it is really Palestinian conflict, interfaith peace. Um, it's not really focused on that much in school, in your day to day life. All you really hear is the negativities, um, like through the media. And I think, um, it's just as important as any other conflict in the world. And so I think it's super important that we're bringing this issue and conflict to life in this program and we're doing something about it rather than just sitting watching it happen like a lot of other people in this world. And that it's about people. Yeah. I mean, and you're people. You people are people. That, that's, the, that's the best part to me. And I think it's really important too as teens, you know, these are your formative years mm -hmm. and you're working to build these relationships and open your mind and really get to know each other and then you'll bring these perspectives in mm -hmm. with you wherever you go later in life. This is so impressive and amazing. Can you share some examples of how these leadership skills have been developed and how you've put them into action? Main thing that I always like to say I learned is actually keeping an open mind. Um, I'm 100% Palestinian. I grew up with two fully Palestinian immigrant parents. Um, and I wasn't really exposed to the other side when I was growing up, you know. Um, and so joining this program, it just changed so much for me. I was able to see the different side. I wasn't closed-minded and shadow, like sheltered off like a lot of people are um, when they are one of the groups in the conflict. Um, so 
it it was that's probably the most important skill that I've learned for sure in this program. I think a skill that's important that I've learned is the lobbying, like writing letters and doing phone calls. Because usually when I write, like since <laughs> our generation's not the most like write letters to someone type generation, we're more text put, them. <laughs> yeah, text them. <laughs> so like I never really I write letters. Not that often. So, like, it was interesting that you're able to learn how to, like, frame a lobbying letter and show, like, how to professionally say, my name is Isabel. I am this age and I am passionate about this topic and I want you to vote this way because of this, this, and this. So I feel like that's really important and probably later in life, too, when you write, like, letters to, you know, colleges and stuff like that. Um, I think Kids for Peace has really helped me um, learn how to have good and powerful discussions. Um, and they've helped me with my conversational skills. I think that they've also helped me being able to take a leadership role in certain in, in for my school community and also other communities that I'm part of. For like, So I'm doing a podcast at school, um, and I think that Kids for Peace uh, really helped me strengthen that my leadership skills and conversational skills. And my school, um, JCDS, um, we have seven habits of heart and mind, um, and that we use those to help us learn. And the habits are integrity, multiple perspectives, empathy, perseverance, curiosity, reflection, and evidence. And I feel that this program has brought me all of those, and it really complements my school's uh, philosophy and also, I have discussions in school that are hard. Right now, we're learning about the Holocaust um, in school, and there's we're having hard discussions. And I think that Kids for Peace has helped me been able to take what I what I'm thinking and put it into words in a respectful way, and also in a way that can impact everybody. Wow, that all sounds incredibly valuable. What experiences have made the most impact on you through this program? Um, well, I think that. I'm just like learning about, first of all, I'm, I think that it's really important to learn about other religions. Um, and I think that Kids for Peace has really helped me. Um, we do this example, uh, we, do this, we do this activity um, in Kids for Peace where we sit in a circle and we put all of these religious objects into the middle of a circle. And while we're sitting around the circle, um, we pick an object from the center that we don't know what it is or we would like an explanation of what it is. And then somebody from that faith tradition will explain what the object is, how it's used. Um, and first of all, it's really fun. And second of all, it's really, really interesting to see that, first of all, the similarities between our religions, even despite the differences. And the and it's just so moving to see and learn about the different religions and different styles. To bounce off what... Um, Shalev was saying, I think it's also, for me, it's interesting because we go different places of worship. So I've been to a mosque and a synagogue and we went to, um, I forgot exactly what, I think I believe, I believe it was Protestant church. And it's interesting to go to different um, religious locations and learn about how they how, how they worship there. Since I go to a church, I don't go to a synagogue. It's interesting to see how their prayers, how we all have different types of prayers, but it's interesting how that and how it brings their community together during that time. So, yeah. Um, I would say I've been in this program for so long, so there I can't name any one experience, but if I, if I had to, if I had to try, um, I would talk about my Global Institute uh, program, uh, summer 2018. We actually did some lobbying with 
other Kids for Peace programs across the country and from Jerusalem. And um, so we were in Washington, D.C. and actually went to Capitol Hill. And we like split up. Some of us did lobbying uh, for like against gun violence. And some of us did lobbying for funding towards programs that included Palestinians, like peace programs, like Kids for Peace, for example. And, you know, there's been so much that has happened since then that I never imagined possible. And it was like we were actually making a change. Like it, it was happening like right in front of my eyes. I was I was talking to the people that were going to talk to their representatives and try and get them to vote a certain way. It was amazing. So you each talked about your faith a little bit and what uh, what you've learned from each other. What do you what do you share with each other? What's the message that you want to share about your faith with each other through Kids for Peace? I could say I'm not the most religious, to be completely honest, but I have learned so much about my own religion and about others, of course. And it's it's I don't think it's gonna change like my my religious, I don't know how to phrase that. Like, I don't think I'm going to become more religious over time is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but it's still just amazing to be more knowledgeable about all these, all these different faiths and groups and like people that I just never thought I would get to know in that light and see all the similarities. So that's just pretty great. So we did this activity the last month and it was like using different like parts of the scripture, like different parts of the different like the Torah and for us, the Bible and stuff and stuff like that and seeing like acting it out to the other people. And that we all learned that the Noah's Ark, we all share. We all have the same story, just like a different, like a slightly like different version of each one in each different scripture book. And um, it, that was so surprising to me because I thought it was just like, it was just in the Bible. And, and so it was interesting how we, even though it seems so different, we also have similarities as well. So like seeing both sides. Um, I'm, I'm bringing the same example that Isabel brought. Um, I just think that, so we did an activity where we brought, well, we brought the Tanakh, the Quran, and the New Testament together. And I thought that it was really cool to see the similarities and the commonality that we have, despite the differences we have in our religions. And I think that um, I've shared some of the traditions that are meaningful to me um, at, at camp. Um, so each each at camp, each group like leads a section of from their tradition. And I helped lead a Friday night service. Um, and I think that I was sharing like the joyful and celebratory and the power of ritual in Judaism. This is obviously incredibly action oriented. And the Generation Z, your generation is always like they've really, you guys have really made a name for yourself as being, you know, taking things into your own hands. How are the youth leaders of Kids for Peace making change that perhaps adults can't? I think we're, something that adults can't, and it's like, might just be like from a kid's perspective, is that you guys have like work all day and we have like school too. But like, we actually have time in our week and like that once a month to go and actually learn about those type of issues. Like most adults, like my dad, for instance, he reads the news, like, so he understands what's going on, but he doesn't really like go with a group of guys his age and talk about it. <laughs> so like, it's, that's, that's definitely something that you can be able to do now. It's like either through, and now through like social media and like the web too, it's that you're able to connect with each other and like talk about these type of things and make time for that. I think we haven't really seen a change in the last generation. And I feel that our generation can make a difference. Obviously, um, my parents 
um, didn't have the opportunities to do this kind of connecting at such a young age. And I think we're inheriting a very complicated world and that we have the skills um, because we're starting at such a young age. First of all, we haven't formed any opinions yet or strong opinions. I mean, we have, but um, we can use that and we can, it's really important that we share and connect. It's very um, dramatic, right? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I agree with everything that's been said. Um, I think it's also just like, in general, a lot of people see adults as like, doing their job like that's what that's their purpose to like all this advocating that they do is kind of sport in a way um but when people like government officials see that the youth are making an effort to put um these type of issues on the map they see that like it's truly important and they're take like a lot of people have this idea that kids are just like at home playing video games or just hanging out with their friends 24 seven. Um, but they see that we are actually trying to make a difference. So I feel like they have a, they, they focus a little bit more when it comes from the young people themselves. I really would like to believe that all kids are like you three. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that they are, but I really want to believe uh, you had all mentioned your lobbying day and what you um, did then. Specifically, you had a day of action with youth-led discussions and courses on the Safe Communities Act and the refugee admissions ceiling. Can you tell us a little bit about the skills that you gained during that process and why this type of work was important? Um, so I had talked about before, we um, learned how to write letters and to make phone calls. So it was definitely interesting because we we're learning about these type of acts. So things that we that are trying to pursue what we hope for. So like the for the Refugee Administration, the Safe Communities Act, the ability so that like that refugees, when they come into the United States, that they're safe and like they're protected from like the police. And so we learned about those type of um, acts that are trying to support what we believe in. And then we took those skills and wrote to our representatives and senators and and told them, this is important. We want you to vote on this. So, yeah. Um, you know, I've done this type of work for so many years now with Kids for Peace. And I could say that it doesn't really get easier, but that's kind of the risk of it all. And we have to take risks in order to see that true change. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's always going to be nerve wracking, especially like as young people. This We're not really used to this level of responsibility yet. but. Um, that's the beauty in it, you know, where that it's so important. And if the next generation isn't going to do it, then who is, you know, so. So I was not there for that um, meeting. Um, I was there for the for last year's day of action. Um, and I thought it was really interesting to see we got to actually make calls to our local representatives. And I didn't realize how easy it is to make a change. And you can do these little things and they're going to make a change. Um, uh, but so f I was not there because I was in Israel for the holidays. Um, I was visiting my family. Um, and I think I've had the opportunity since Kids for Peace to ask a lot of questions and learn more about the conflict while I was in Israel. Um, and I think that the work is really important because there are types of activities that are really making a difference. What would you like the community to know about this program and about interfaith coexistence as a whole? Well, I think it's really great that we get to meet people um, that we don't already know. Um, we have tons of fun and we talk about interesting things and things we're passionate about. And I think that uh, the decisions that I make 
in the future will change after going to Kids for Peace. Um, in summers, starting in high school, we have programs and different things to do. And this in the next summer, I want to go to Jerusalem Peace Builders Voyager Institute in Texas. And I think that it's really going to bring a new perspective and it will influence my decisions about how I spend my time. So about this program, I want people to know that there is a focus on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and interfaith coexistence, but that's not the only thing that this program holds. Like, we've done things, like I said earlier, about gun violence. Um, like, Isabel was talking about refugees. Um, I volunteered on a farm once to give fresh food to homeless with Kids for Peace. So I, I want people to know that there is so there's so much that Kids for Peace has to offer. And... For coexistence specifically, I think not only is it possible, but it's absolutely necessary if we want to see any type of growth in our communities, in our world. Um, so I think Kids for Peace has done done that like more than any other part of my life has ever. So I yeah. I want kids. I want people to know that Kids for Peace is a unique opportunity, and it gives kids um, an ability from different faiths to experience and learn about things that are important to them. And it also is um, something that it shows that youth can make an impact. And we're not, and like as Reynald was saying, we're not just sitting behind and not caring about what's going on around us. We care, and we want to make a change. So I feel very hopeful listening to the three of you. Uh, I want to know from your perspective. Um, what are you hopeful about? What what makes you hopeful after doing Kids for Peace? Well, I mean, just seeing that our work has paid off so far and there's so much more that we can do, you know, it's it's amazing. And there's just, there's no better feeling than that. Uh, well, maybe having a child, but much to be under <laughs> Depends that. Depends on the day, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, it's just, it's, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you see the the all the negativity through the media for so long and it really like brings you down it's not easy by any means and that's coming from someone who has never been to Israel Palestine so like i can't even imagine how it is over there you know so seeing that we've made even a, the slightest bit of a difference so far and there's still so much more that like we have in store it's it's just incredible um, I think it's great that I have hope for the future because you can see that there's actually kids that want to show up and do this too. Because like sometimes you think that, oh, it might be just be like a couple kids who are interested in this, like the kids who are really interested in the news. But it's actually kids from all over Boston that are really passionate about this type of stuff. And also seeing on the news, it's interesting, like with the whole Greta Thunderberg, like uh, she's like a climate actor. She's also young too. And it shows that like we're already starting to make a change, even though we're not even in our 20s yet. Um, I really think uh, the way that we interact with each other at Kids for Peace gives me hope for the future. Um, we treat each other with respect, we listen to each other, we're curious about each other, and we make good decisions with each other. And I just think it's really, really cool. Um, and I hope that that will pay off um, in the future. Sure, it will be. Sure, I'm it will. pretty confident that it will, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you do a podcast. How'd we do? 
it did pretty good. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's like a B plus, B minus, yeah. B, okay. uh, A minus, A minus. <laughs> all right, okay. A minus. I'm, I'm generous. Thinking. I'm generous. The, the whole mic thing wasn't great. So I want to thank you all for joining us today, braving some uh, pretty brutal Boston weather to get here, and really to inspire us. Um, adults are very easily inspired by people <laughs> younger than us. You should know that. And this is really, you know, this has really touched me, and I think it's it's a uh, this is an amazing program, so thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. For more information about Kids for Peace, check out our show notes. Want more teens-related content? Visit jewishbostonteens.com. Be sure to follow at Jewish Boston on social media and subscribe to the Vibe of the Tribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn. You can also email us at podcast at jewishboston.com with your comments, feedback, and ideas for future topics and guests. Thanks as always to our editor, Jesse, and our composer, Ryan. Ryan.